Welcome, everybody. Let me welcome everybody online. Um, we're doing our series called Now, and the idea of behind this series is um, just to learn how to live in the moment, learn how to uh, enjoy and celebrate every day of your life. And um, we, we began talking about how, you know, we need to celebrate each day. Every single day of our life is a gift from God, right? And to, to see it as a gift, to appreciate the fact that we're here and that God is with us. And every single day that you wake up, that's a gift. And it's a gift to be celebrated. And, um, and then last week we were talking about how we, even though we don't like to wait, None of us like to wait, right? Waiting is a part of life. It's a, it's a part of growing. It's a part of maturing. And today I want to talk about um, how to enjoy, um, enjoy your life and experience joy every single day. Um, and I want to read a story. It's from Luke. And if you have a Bible, you can open it there to Luke uh, 10. If not, I think they'll put it up on the screen there. And you can follow along. This is Luke uh, 10, uh, verse 38. Here we go. As Jesus and his disciples uh, were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home. So they come to this village, and there's uh, Martha, a friend. She opens her home. Verse 39, she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted, distracted by all the preparations that had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken from her. You get the idea that Mary decided to just sit and talk with Jesus, and Martha was consumed in preparing the meal and preparing for him. And, of course, she's upset, so she um, decides to make her way over to where they are. Now, I was reading this, and it says she came, but actually the, the word's maybe not strong enough there. It, really, it was like she came in and stood over them. Or she burst in the room. Anybody ever burst in a room before? Huh? You get the picture. Maybe you've seen this. Maybe you've done this. Um, you get the picture that she's in there and she's what? She's stewing a little bit, isn't she? She's a little upset. And maybe at first she's thinking, no, that's okay. He, you know, my sister needs to have some time. And, and she's thinking she'll come in eventually and help me. And she's stewing a little bit. Anybody ever stew? How many people stir while you stew? She's stirring and stewing, right? And it's getting worse. This is, right? And, and, and isn't this true for a lot of us? We have expectations in our minds 
of how things are going to go. Right? Anybody? And you're getting them built up bigger and bigger in your head, and all the while you're stirring and stewing. You're stirring and stewing. And then what happens? You blow, right? You're like, that's it. I'm so sick of my sister. I'm going. And she throws the spaghetti down, and she comes into the other room. It was spaghetti. I verified it in the Greek, all right? And she comes in the other room, and she stands over Jesus. I looked up this word. I was just fascinated. It was like she burst in the room. She stood over him. The, even the word is, is sometimes translated. She, she, uh, it's, it's aggressive that she attacked him. Aren't you going to tell her to get in there and help me? Now, I don't know about you, but if I... I'm just thinking of me, you know, like I'm like the peacemaker, right? So if I was Jesus, right, and I'm thinking, especially if I'm Jesus, right, I probably would have jumped up and said, oh, my goodness, I'm so sorry. You're working so hard. Anybody like me? I'm so sorry. Come on, let's go help her out. And he doesn't. I don't think it's because Jesus is lazy. I don't think it's because he wasn't the serving kind. We, we clearly know from reading the Gospels that Jesus was the servant of all servants, right? That he served so much that he laid down his life that there's an incident later where he's washing the disciples' feet. I don't think he thought it was beneath him. He just didn't think it was important right then. It just wasn't important right now. So you have the kitchen and you have the preparations. You have the stirring and the stewing. And then you have a conversation. The Savior and Mary is talking. Or as it says, she's sitting at his feet listening. Don't you want to know what they were saying? Oh, so badly I wish there was some detail as to what the two of them were saying. All it says is she sat at his feet listening. We don't know exactly what he was saying to her. Maybe he was teaching her. How many would go to that class night, by the way? Speaking of advertising class. Maybe he was just teaching her. Maybe he was just explaining things to her. Maybe she had seen some of the things that he had done and said in, in public, and she just needed to ask him more about it. Anybody here have a few questions for God, by the way? How would like to spend half an hour there? Why are you fixing this? Why didn't you do something about this? Why didn't you step in here? Why didn't you heal this person? Why did you move here? Why did you say yes to that person? And no, what are you doing? Maybe. Maybe Jesus needed to unload. Say it's not so. Sure. He did in the garden, didn't he? Maybe he, as he's approaching the cross and knowing what's in front of him, how many of you have ever had a tough week or a tough meeting coming or something you really, really regretted? I got to go get the diagnosis. I got to go get the answer. I got this unbelievable thing foreboding in front of me, and I just need the comfort of a couple of friends. I don't care what the food tastes like. Anybody? (laughs) And here's Martha making it about her agenda. Maybe he didn't want a five-star meal. 
Maybe he just wanted a cup of coffee. Maybe he needed to pour his heart out about the fear that he was feeling, about the cross, about what was in front of him. Maybe he just needed a friend. We don't know. What we do know is Jesus didn't get up and start helping. He didn't tell the sister to get in there. Rather, he told the busy one, you're missing it. You're missing what's right in front of you. You could be a part of this conversation. You could be a part of this relationship, but you're too distracted. You see, we miss the greatest things in life when we're distracted. And when we're distracted... This was the golden moment. This was, the, this was what it was about. She was distracted. She was making it something bigger than it needed to be. And then comes what I call self-induced stress. Now, we've all done this. Self-induced stress. This meal became stressful because Jesus demanded when he came to the house, I want this and I want this and I want this. There was no demand. Where was all the stress coming from? It was what? Self-induced. In her mind, this is how the meal needed to go. Huh? Anybody? Can I just pry into your Thanksgiving afternoon? Huh, Mom? Huh? Anybody ever do a little self-induced stress? I got, I got, I got, it's got to be, uh, the kid's got a match. <laughs> and she's self-inducing this stress, and she's missing the chance to be in a conversation. Yes, it was a conversation with Christ, but, you know, you could say it, missing a conversation with anybody. We do our own distractions, don't we? Our own self-induced stress. I mean, we all do it, right? We're trying to get better at it. We try to make rules. But there you are at dinner, and it happens. How many have rules? None of these at the dinner table. How many have rules like that, right? How many follow them? Hands are dropping left and right. Okay. Uh, It's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. But sometimes it's just technology. Sometimes it's our priorities. But the fact that you have somebody around you to have a conversation with, a child or spouse or a friend, and things keep cutting off the most important parts of your life. Here's the comparison. Jesus said what she has is not going to be taken from her. He said she chose what is better. You've chosen many things. She's chosen one thing. One of the things that gets us away from enjoying the simple and small moments in our life is our heads are in too many places. Self-induced stress. Self-induced. I remember when, when my dad passed away. One of the things, I mean, it's not just technology. It's, sometimes it's our finances. 
Huh? Anybody ever get your head in another place because you're under financial stress? Some of you have a disease of buying too much stuff. You do. You just got too much stuff. You got too much stuff and you're always worried about it. Always, does it run? Is it fixed? Is it insured? Where, is it go? Where are we going to store it? How rusty is it? And you have a treasure, a, a child in front of you, and you're worried about bolts and buckets. Think about it. My dad had all this stuff. He had the shop, and, and, and I guess for him, it was all organized, right? But I can't tell you how many businesses, businesses he had started. He had a trucking business. He had a warehousing business. He had a plastic injection molding business. We, we made wiring harnesses. Uh, we, I mean... He, he had and fixed and built. And, and I, when he passed away, I walked into this huge, huge warehouse, a shop, and there was stuff everywhere, high-lows and bolts and computers and, oh, did I say plastic recycling business? And a monster thing that chewed up plastic phones. I had no idea what to do with all this stuff. The best thing I ever did, I was conflicted because I thought to myself, well, i got to find out how much this is worth. Anybody ever been down this trail? And i got to find how much this is worth. And if I went over here, I might be able to get $10 more for it. Anybody? And you've got a room big, as big as this, bigger than this, and it's full of stuff. How many know I was stressed out? Here's what I did. I called an auctioneer, and I said, could you please come and get rid of that? I'm going to tell you the, 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 the chains, the freedom that I felt, right? When that auctioneer went through there, because it wasn't just one little thing. He would just take a pile of stuff, right? I still remember this. I don't even know what it was. Bolt. It wasn't all neatly organized. Anybody have a shop like my dad's shop? There's stuff here, here. He would just take the table. He'd go like this. We're betting on that right there. I don't even know what's in there. $5, $10, $20. Boom. Next. $5, $10, $20. The freedom that I felt as that stuff started leaving. Well, and the money started coming. <laughs> no. No, the freedom of not being tied. Some of us are so tied. Here's Martha trying to take her meal from a three-star to a four-star meal. And there's Jesus in the very next room. Sometimes we miss the moment because we make life more complicated than it needs to be. There's something very freeing. Uh, I think it was A.W. Tozer who wrote about the blessedness of possessing nothing. In other words, sometimes you don't possess things, the things possess you. And when you're wise, you're smart enough to know that this stuff is possessing me. I don't own it. It owns me. I can't pay attention to the things that matter the most. There's no one that when they die, they go, Oh, I wish I would have spent some more time with my plastic injection molding machine. At the end, all you think about are the people that you love. That's all you think about. But it's too easy to miss the moments because we've so crowded our life. We've so complicated. We've induced our own stress. Now, not to mention, did I mention it was Jesus in the other room? She could have been sitting at the feet of Jesus. That's a pretty good ticket. I was, at, uh, I was at a restaurant the other day. 
Oh, man, you should be me. You should be me for a day. Some guy comes up to me, right? I don't know him. He doesn't introduce himself to me. But he gets like this far away from me, right? Like, we, did I tell you I'm from Flint, by the way? This guy is way up in my grill, right? And, and, and I don't know. Like, I'm a pastor, so I don't know. I mean, I didn't... I, 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 I mean, where I grew up, like, bro, can you back up a minute? But I'm a pastor, so I try to be nice. And I, maybe he's dealing with something very severe. Maybe his wife passed away. I don't know. So he's right here. And he starts telling me about some incident in some church and how he told some other guy he's not living right and this and that. And, how, and what did I think about it? Did I mention he was this far away? And I literally said, I, said, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know anything about this. It wasn't the answer that he wanted. He was mad. I, I said, I, I don't know. This is what he said to me. He goes, it takes that long for God to talk to you? Why are you laughing? I'm upset. That's what he said to me. I thought, are you kidding me? I mean, I almost let out a few extra words. And he walked away. I'm sitting there, my face is red. I'm so mad. I'm thinking, what the nerve of some people? What is he doing? That's, it doesn't, it's not over. I went back. My friend's like, what in the world was that? I'm like, I don't know. i just trying to just calm down and eat, right? The guy goes back, finishes what he's doing. On his way out, he comes over to me and says this. And says this. The word of God is to be obeyed, not to be explained. And then he walked out, high and mighty. <laughs> Man, it was like steam coming out of my ears, right? This is a true story. The word of God is to be obeyed, not to be explained. What in the world is this guy talking about? And I thought about like when Jesus, you remember? After the resurrection, he's walking with the disciples on the road to Emmaus, Luke 24, remember? What was he doing to the disciples? Explaining the Bible to them. Well, if Jesus explained scriptures, well, maybe it is okay to explain the scriptures. Anybody ever need something explained to them? Wouldn't you like to actually sit with Jesus and have him explain a few things to you? Don't we all need some things explained to us? Most of you, after you leave here, you need a lot of things explained to you. I understand. Hey, what was he talking about? We all need things explained to us. But Scripture's full of it. People have the wrong idea. People had the wrong idea about Jesus. Maybe what Jesus was doing was explaining what they were missing. It was just a few chapters after that where Jesus is weeping as he's going into Jerusalem because they don't get it. Because all the people didn't get it. They, they missed what he was about. Maybe he just needed to explain to her, this is what I'm really about. All of us need someone to explain something to us.
That's how we learn. That's how we grow. We think one way until it's explained to us. Remember The Last Samurai? Did you watch that movie? Huh? Well, I know the girls did. Tom Cruise. All right. You remember that? When he's got the sword out, it's, it's, it's a wooden one, and he's practicing, he's learning. He's learning how to use the sword, and the young boy comes up to him, the young teen comes up to him, and he says, too many mine, too many mine. What's he doing? You can't do this because you're distracted. You're thinking like this. Too many mine. We miss the greatest things in life. Our family, our friends, the things that are right in front of us. When we get so pulled because we have too many minds. We're here and we're there. Here's the question that I keep coming back to. Why, why was it Martha needed to be in the kitchen? You know? Why did she need to be? That was a great distraction timing. By the way, good job. For the little baby. All right, nice. I like it. Why? Why did she need to be over here? Sometimes, don't you think we're trying to impress people sometimes and we don't need to be? Honestly, we need to impress people. Jesus is coming to your house. I'm, I'm not going to say I wouldn't clean if he was coming over. I'm not saying that. You know what I mean? But maybe she just needed it to be at a level that she didn't. And here's what causes stress in life. Think about this. Here's what causes stress in life. When we got to try to put on a better front than we really have. It's very stressful. So I tell you guys all the time, all the time, I'm just like you. I'm just like you. I'm no better than you. You're no better than somebody else. We're all the same. But when you feel like you've got to make something a certain level, it's so stressful keeping that image up, isn't it? Instead, you can just let it down because you can just go in there and he accepts you just the way that you are. I want you to know something. You never have to stress out. God loves you just the way that you are. Last thing I want to say is this. Instead of assaulting God, (laughs) right? She's got it worked up in her head. This is how it works, right? You haven't, anybody ever done this? I never, we never communicated about the expectation. The expectation was all where? In your head. It's going to be like this. Anybody ever? Uh-huh. You're going on a family vacation. You got it built up in your head. Anybody? It's going to be like this. It's going to be like this. It's going to be like this. It's going to be palm trees, right? Beautiful weather. What'd you get? A view of an air conditioner, right? <laughs> Rude service, you know, and, you know, rain. And then, and then finally something, something happens and you, you burst. But, you know, I always tell people, just... Just ask. Just come in the next room and go, would you like an elaborate meal or like something simple, like some crackers? What if she would have just asked? And you said, oh, you know, I'm just, I'm not in the mood for big and fancy. I kind of have something heavy in front of me. What if she would have just asked? 
wouldn't things be better in a lot of situations if we just asked? Instead of expected? Instead of built? Uh, wouldn't it be better if we didn't do things and make them on our agenda in the name of someone else's agenda? She did it for Jesus. But who was it about at the end of the day? Who was the meal about? It's about Martha. Sometimes we're doing something for someone else, but it's really about us. Whenever you have stress, think about this. Stress is so often, not always, so often it's self-induced because we put too many things on our plate, too many expectations in our environment, too many expectations on our self. So Jesus says this, Matthew 11. Come here. Come to me, all you who are worn out, tired. I will give you rest. You ever been in a conversation with somebody where you just felt that rest? By the way, have you ever been in someone's house and you didn't feel that rest? It's like sweeping under your feet while you're eating. You get the idea that when you came to Jesus, you could just rest. He says, take my burden, take my yoke, take my way of living, take my teachings on you. And, and, and this is what will happen. He goes, I'm humble. And you will find, ready, rest for your souls. Think about what life is all about. Just think for a minute. If you got the best house in the world, you got the finest china, you got the perfect meal, you got the perfect temperature, you got the salad, you got the dressing, you have this finest of everything, you're there, but there's stress when you're doing it. Or, hmm? Muffin and love and peace and rest. Huh? How do we take the muffin? All day long. Give me the muffin. Bring on the muffins. Bring on the day-olds. But oftentimes we've chosen the stress. I gotta have more. I gotta have bigger. I gotta have faster. I gotta have this. And it's we've missed what's right exactly in front of us. Jesus said, Come to me, and I will give you rest. If you're here today, just take an inside look and say, am I causing some of my own stress? Would it be better if I just sat and listened? Do you notice the other thing that was contrasting these two in the story? She talks and she listens. power of listening. Listening to others, listening to God. That's how you connect. I I connect to people. I just tell them what I think all the time. I know. (laughs) We know. But how do you connect? You connect when you listen. That's why James said we should be quick to listen and what? Slow to 
Oh, but if I don't speak, they're not going to know how brilliant I am. They're not going to know what I have to... Quick to listen and what? Slow to speak. There's something beautiful about the simplicity of a conversation. Think about it. You ever just been engaged in a, in a good conversation? That's really what life's about. He said, she's got it. It's not going to be taken from her. 